Hello Vault Heads, this is the self-proclaimed, sarcastically named Captain Keyforge, also known as PJ Broughton of the Steel City Snufflegators. Welcome to the latest episode of Captain's Compod. As you can see from the title today, I'm going to take a look at the worst cards, uh, in my opinion anyway, from the Winds of Exchange. So I'm going to take a look at one card from each house um, that I anticipate the least that I think is possibly going to be either the least effective or a little bit difficult to play around. Um, essentially the card from each house that I don't want to see in the decks I pull. Um, so first of all, we're going to start with Equidom. And this could be controversial, but I've gone for Cursed Relic, which is an artifact. It is enhanced by six amber. So six amber enhancements are going to go into your deck thanks to this card. And it says you cannot play Cursed Relic. Cursed Relic cannot be discarded from your hand except through card abilities. Think Sloppy Lad work if that was going to be in there. So archive a card, discard a card, something like that. Punctuate equilibrium. Okay. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. I like the six enhancements. Um, and equally in Winds of Exchange, there's every chance you might turn this into a token creature which is probably your best hope for getting rid of it. The worst possible outcome for this is you draw it in your hand on turn one and you don't have any way to discard it because you haven't even got any cards in your deck that allow you to discard it. Now that might not be possible. The algorithm might ensure you do get at least one way to discard it. But if that happens, that's not gonna be fun. Also as well, what happens if this gets enhanced? If this gets an amber pip or a damage pip or whatever, whatever enhancements this gets, you're never going to get to use those enhancements because you're never going to be able to play the card. So you definitely don't want to see this card enhanced either. So, um, yeah, I kind of don't want to see it because there's going to be times where it's a chain and it may not actually cost you loads of games, but even if it costs you one, um, I, I don't like it. I'm not going to lie. I don't want to see it in my decks. Um, like I say, there, there is every chance you'll turn it into a token creature. Um, it may algorithmically have to come with something that allows you to get rid of it, but I really don't like the thought of having something stuck in my hand for the entire game. I also don't like the thought of valuable enhancements from other cards going onto a card that literally can't be played. So that's the one I've chosen from Equidon. Okay, and next we are going to move on to House Sanctum. Okay, and this time I have picked the Promised Blade. Okay, which is again, it's an artifact. This one comes with an amber pip attached to it. Um, and it says, Trait Weapon. At the start of each player's turn, the player with the fewest creatures in play takes control of the Promised Blade. Action, a friendly creature captures one. So it's a bit like Font of the Eye. Font of the Eye is arguably not quite as good as this because you had to destroy a creature with font of the eye to enable it to omni and capture a creature equally um this is an omni and you know you can capture once per turn with it great stuff you haven't got to have any sort of you must have done this conditions to make it work so that's good um but if you're winning the game you're going to lose this because at the start of each player's turn it's going to go to the person who's got the lowest amount of creatures um i don't want to have a card in my deck that is going to go to my opponent's side of the board willfully knowingly and on purpose because it's the way it's designed 
and give them the ability to take me off check. I mean, there is a chance this one could be a game killer. You could actually lose a game off the back of this. If you were on six, on check, it could be the difference. I mean, you're going to know it's going to be the difference because at the start of each player's turn, well, you're going to know at the end of your turn if your opponent's going to start with less creatures than you. So you know if they're getting this. Uh, so you could possibly avoid playing it. Although, again, I wouldn't want to avoid playing something that's got a pip of amber and that's useful. I just wish it was a bit more like Font of the Eye and had a conditional Omni, a friendly creature captures one, rather than it's got no condition, but it's going to go over to my opponent. So that's why I've gone for that one in Sanctum. So the next one we are going to move on to is Saurian. Um, this one is Election. Bit of a theme developing here because it's yet another artifact. It's got one pip of amber. It has got trait law. After e each creature gains, after reap, put a yay or nay counter on Election. If Election has six yay counters on it, destroy each creature and Election. If Election has six nay counters on it, destroy each artifact, which would include Election. Now, again... I don't like it because of the consistency of it. It's probably going to get creatures more often than it gets artifacts, but your, your opponent can trigger this. And in Winds of Exchange, if your opponent gets a lot of creatures down, they may absolutely be able to trigger it before you can trigger it. Um, and as, as I keep saying uh, on the last one, I don't like my cards to benefit my opponent don't want it don't like it don't want to see it um from a design point i quite like the design of it from a gameplay fun point i quite like it um if you rock up to me and play a game and you've got this in your deck i'm actually going to think it's going to be quite fun to play around and see who triggers it me or you and what do we get with it do we get creatures and do we get artifacts and stuff like that but i don't want that level of inconsistency in my decks I don't want to give you the opportunity to get rid of all my artifacts. You might have an artifact heavy deck and your opponent might go for all the artifacts and get rid of yours. Um, you might you might be really winning the game and be really heavily up on creatures, um, but you just can't trigger that last reap to get it off and you leave it with like two counters shy of triggering and then your opponent gets them. Um, yeah. I just I'd be looking, I just like a little bit more consistency in my cards. So that's why I've gone for that one. Um, the next one is Star Alliance, um, another artifact I've gone for. Uh, and I've gone for SV3 Lander, uh, which is a trait vehicle play, make a token creature, Omni destroy SV3 Lander for the remainder of the turn, you may use friendly token creatures. So I've gone for this because my favourite mass mutation deck has got an artifact in with a point of amber which allows me to use every mutant creature it's it's a one-off and you trigger it and then you get to use every mutant creature in the term mutagenesis researcher i believe it is should have looked it up um but even though that deck is really creature heavy, even though that deck always wins based on its creature count and having more creatures on the board than the opponent um, and its amber control is capture, um, I very rarely actually get good value out of that card. The amount of times I put it down and um, 
don't use it in the game. I mean, that's a little bit on me, but the amount of times where I'm looking at it right, if I used it this turn, I get two creatures out of it. If I used it this turn, I get no creatures out of it. If I used it this turn, I get three. Or um, I could get quite a bit out of it, but I might actually be worth saving it for a turn. Um, I'm just looking at it. It's got no artifact, uh, no amber pip, and mutagenesis researcher has uh, the the artifacting logos that does that has got a pip of amber on it and this hasn't um and yeah also as well omni destroy it so he only it's, it's a one shot card it, it could turn a game and it could win you a game but i, I don't like cards that are one-offs a card that you've got to put it down ready it um trigger it and only get one turn out of it so yeah inconsistency that's why it's gone in there um then I'm going to move on to Unfathomable. For this one, I've gone for Kelping Hands, which is an artifact with an amber pip. Um, it's got a trait of power. Omni, destroy Kelping Hands for the remainder of the turn. Each friendly creature gains poison. I think this is even worse than the last one. <laughs> um, SV3 Lander, yes, it didn't come with an amber pip, because it didn't. Okay, but... It wasn't each creature gains poison. It was you may use friendly token creatures. So if they've got an action, I can action them. If they've got a fight, I can fight. If they've got destroyed, I can fight and you get them off with the destroyed. If they've got a reap ability, I can trigger that. All manner of good stuff I can do with that. So this is making the other one, even though it was a one shot, and even though I thought it was probably the least value style of Alliance card, um, this makes that look better because for one turn, all your creatures get poison. Um, right, if Unfathomable's got next to no creature control, it could be all right for that. Because for one off, I mean, it also is why you don't have to use it in an Unfathomable turn, so you could trigger it in, say, a Brobnar turn, something like that. Now, that might actually be useful, um, but we're talking a one off card, um, each friendly creature gains poison. I mean, I'll say this, all the talking, half the talking creatures are one power, so that would make them a little bit more useful, but I don't like it because it's a one-off. I think giving your creatures poison is far from the most impactful thing you can do in the game. So, again, I'm not going to be really happy to see it, and where you get it down, ready it, use it, and you know, use it for the one turn of game that you're probably going to use it, I don't think you're going to get that much out of it. So that's why I've gone for that one. Now, again, this next one's going to be controversial. Mars. What have I gone for in Mars? I've gone for Blob Hive. Yep, that's right. Artifact. Location. Omni, destroy a friendly creature. If you do make two Blobs, then if you control 10 or more Blobs, destroy Blob Hive and forge a key at no cost. Um, I mean, because of Blob, because of the way Blob reads it's nearly always going to be in play. So it's attached to the token creature in Mars, which is Blob, which is a one power creature with no armor, which is elusive and can't reap, destroyed, return Blob high from your discard power to your hand. So it's nearly always going to be on the board. And I know this set is clearly good at making creatures. I get it. But I think, unfortunately, there are going to be an awful lot of decks where if you get Blob Hive, you're never going to get a key out of it. Now, there are a few cards which I think are going to help it, okay? Borkarik is one of them, which is a powerful creature. Each time a Mars card is discarded from your hand, make a token creature. 
So that would help, wouldn't it? Any way we can create mass token creatures, it's going to be good. But there are only three Mars cards that would allow you in one turn to create more than two Mars creatures. Valkyrie's one of them. The next one is Space Invaders, which is an action card with no amber pip. Uh, and it reads, uh, reveal any number of creatures from your hand, put each creature revealed this way into play face down as a token creature, which would be Blob. Brilliant. So that would help. And then finally, we've all, well, that was uncommon, by the way. And finally, we've got Martian Revolution. Okay. Uh, again, it's an action card. And that one reads, play, destroy each friendly creature. For each creature destroyed this way, make a token creature. Now, Martian Revolution and Space Invaders, along with Blob Hype, could be the Jenka of this set. It could. But for me, unless you get one of those two cards, I'm going to be quite surprised if you ever actually trigger Blob Hive to get a key. So that's why Blob Hive is in there. And then that brings me on to Brobnar. And we finally picked something that's not an artifact. So my Brobnar card is Frost Giant. Power 18 creature. Giant. Frost Giant does not ready during your ready card step. Well, why have you put him in? Captain Keyforge. Eight power 18 with, with and no dodgy downside of playing him. Because he doesn't ready. You're never going to use it. That's why. Uh, well, surely there are some cards that allow you to ready creatures. Yes, there are. Um, I've counted them. There are not actually that many. There are four cards in Brobnar, anyway, that would ready this guy. Champion's Challenge. Action. Rare. Play, destroy each enemy creature except for the most powerful enemy creature. Destroy each friendly creature except for the most powerful friendly creature, which is going to be this guy. Ready and fight with him. That's one way. Another way is another... Is, is another creature this time and it's a Brobnar creature Jedhammer or Gedhammer destroyed ready and enraged each other friendly Brobnar creature but these two are both one shots you're going to do it on one turn that's not going to give you the ability to ready him again afterwards so we found two ways to ready him but they only work once the next one is another Brobnar creature shock herder power three okay um common at least play ready and fight with a neighboring creature but again it's a one-off put this guy down ready's frost giant allows you to fight with him but that's it can't use it again the only card that i think is any use with frost giant is Mike club artifact ready and enrage a creature at least that way you could use him every turn but yeah i don't want to see it I think you're hardly going to get any use out of it. I think you'll get it down, but then I think your opponent's going to ignore it because it's got no passive ability. It can't ready. They're going to look at it like, what are you going to do with it? And as well, if it's anything where they can look through the deck, they're going to know what card you've got to ready it. So, yeah, bit of a disappointment there for me, Frost Giant. So, those are the cards I don't want to see from each house. What do you agree with? What do you disagree with? I'm on a few Discord. Um forums i'm on twitter i'm on facebook i've got email love to hear it in the comment section what you agree with what you don't agree with always happy to hear other people's opinions thank you for staying with me again to the end of another captain's compound i do appreciate it um next time we're probably going to be carrying on the series of is winds of exchange any good at just like we did with the the dark tidings um but thank you um hope to See you back here and as ever, may the forge be with you.